the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy. Can you stop? Holy moly. Holy heck. I was like getting all excited about Pitt. <laughs> and the microphone came on. <laughs> and whoever was in here last, and who was Man. in here last, they had my my, my uh, audio jacked up mm. to like, you know, it was turned up to 11. Mm. Mm. All of a sudden, you're like screaming at me yeah. and you're screaming at me on 11. <laughs> It's like a bad dream I had. It was. What the heck happened there? Look, it's John Holly screaming at me, and he's screaming at me on the Can we hit the reboot button on that? Can we start over? It's like, you know, when you do your Netflix thing, I'm just going to go back 12 seconds. Wish I could just do that. You can't, though. No, no. No, there's no going back. Happy Veterans Day, do you care? Uh, I'm not a veteran. Neither so am I. No. Okay, so I don't think you can say that. Any to veterans me. in your family? Yes, though? I would like to say uh, Happy Veterans Day to two people in mm-hmm, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, Ed Warshall. Who served our country in Vietnam? Excellent. And my nephew Joshua Van Dyke, who served our country aboard two aircraft carriers. Yeah. Well, perhaps it was one aircraft carrier. I have to ask him exactly how okay. many. I think he was on. Okay, one for sure. All right. My uh, nephew Dominic, Happy Veterans Day. My brother Jeff, Happy Veterans Day, a Vietnam vet. And, Do you know what branches of the military were they in? Uh, my brother was uh, drafted during the Vietnam War into the okay, army. Into the army. And my brother, or my cousin Dominic, or my <laughs> my brother, my cousin, my nephew, Dominic. Uh, he was a United States Marine. He is, was a U.S. Marine. Terrific. My cousin Ed was in the army, and my nephew Joshua, excellent U.S. Navy. My dad was a an army veteran as well. So, dad in heaven, happy Veterans Day. Wonderful. Uh, Pitt's playing tonight. It's a football night in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and the Pens are playing tonight. Are they? They're both in town. Is are, are the Pens in town? I don't. I thought. They I don't might, know about that. I thought actually. they were. I thought they were. Oh yeah, because Hornies. It's his first That's game right. back. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Pitt and uh, the Pens. Traffic will be a mess a little later. It's painful to think that Hornquist plays for a team that's not the Pens. Mm. It's really hard for me. Just get on it. He's. And the team's better at this point. Yeah, they are. I, well, I, well, we're in last place. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get so. better. It's a no, long season. So. It's a well, long season. And how you can't replicate how many players have been hit with COVID. <clears throat> right. In the, you're not going to replicate that with injuries, I'm saying, at another time in the right. season. This is right. going to be the hardest little yeah. block we're going through. Watching the game? Uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to. I got to be honest. More of a pit game. Pit wins out tonight. Yeah, of course they do. Sorry. Pit yeah. wins out. Okay, now listen. That's why they win. This is. This, so. That's why they were. It was maybe two weeks ago mm-hmm. in This or That, which mm-hmm. is our one of our weekly Friday features here on the ride mm-hmm. home. I said to John, Pitt or Penn State? Yep. Christy, what did he pick? Penn State. Okay. That's all that needs to be said about wait, it. Wait, wait, hold on. Then I said, right on the heels of that, but I love both teams. And I said, you can't love your wife and your girlfriend. Right. But I've got proof here from um, this past the summer 
that shows photographic proof that I've just sent to you and Christy of my love for Pitt. Okay, first of all, can you hold that up so that the people who are watching, we're streaming live on the word Pittsburgh. John showing a photograph of himself on his phone where he's wearing some ridiculous like pit hat that has like pit panther hair at the top. That proves nothing. It proves that you would, would love your team to go to any lengths to no. show that. No, That's exactly no what because is. when I gave you an opportunity to pick your team. There it is. You picked Penn State yeah, as your team. There you go. That's so, a better view. Good. That's great. I love them both. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can't love them both. You I can. can, you, can you can. You can watch the pit game tonight, but Listen, you can't watch it with the same kind of I can't of love. tell you how many people have approached me since I made that public statement and said, I, I'm, I agree with oh, you. Oh, all the people. Yeah, you're swarmed with people who are saying that. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm swarmed with people. I'm, I'm saying... There are many households in this in this region. Yeah, there that might are be a half a household that heard that. And many. Said, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Christy's like waving me off, like, "Oh, that's great." Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right. as we always do, we get underway with the news stories of the day. If that's not enough for you, Kath, please give us the top four <laughs> at four. Coming at you. At you. For Thursday, November eleventh, twenty twenty one. Number one. A key sector of Pittsburgh's booming tech market led the nation in rent growth over the past two years, and the region as a whole could be poised for even more expansion in the future. Mm. Reading from today's PG, um, they say it's according to the CBRE real estate firm, which this week, John, released its annual Tech 30 report, which measures the industry's impact on office demand and rents, which is interesting to me, simply because I'm surprised that there still is office demand at this point. Office demand? Yes. What kind of demand? Listen, the report found that the East End, Oakland area experienced the highest office rent growth. Really? That's 34.6% between the second quarter of 2019 and the second quarter of 2021 of any tech sub-market in the United States. Oh, I love that. That's fabulous. In doing so, it outperformed tech hubs such as Seattle's Lake Union, which is home to Amazon, and others in Toronto, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Dallas, Denver, and Nashville. That's also driving the uh, rental and housing market as well, unfortunately. It's true. Um, CBRE report also identified Pittsburgh as one of the 10 best markets poised for resiliency and continued expansion expansion based on tech job growth and momentum. Very nice. Go Pittsburgh. Uh, you can come here to Parkway Center because there's a little uh, yeah, we, deficit we, in yeah, occupancy. We seem to have some space. Up. Mm-hmm. Number two. Pittsburgh's annual Veterans Day Parade was back in force today with representatives of all branches of the military in attendance to honor veterans past and present. Really? Yes, reading from the Trib here. We know, of course, that this event is meant to honor veterans who came before and to show appreciation for veterans alive today. Uh, The parade featured veterans, ROTC programs, authentic military jeeps, high school marching bands. I marched in this parade. Did you, though? Yes. mm -hmm. Downtown Pittsburgh. Yep. And usually when I marched in it, it was uh, like thirty-one degrees and raining. <laughs> Listen, would you bring? You should bring in that little um, thing you've got. The in your Kathy office. doll. That's yeah. a good idea. I should bring I that. To see in. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it began at ten thirty a.m. and marched down Liberty Avenue, Excellent. which was lined with supporters and fellow veterans. That must have been good to see after COVID, right? All Anybody downtown together? Pittsburgh would be good to see. Would oh, it not be? Number three. You know how I love a weird animal story. Wait, this is two, two days, days in, in a row. row. Christy, you missed one yesterday, and it was epic. Well, she was at her own weird animal yeah, story yesterday. Okay. Number, number three. Multicolored Asian lady beetles. Multicolored? Uh-huh. Swarming in large numbers across the Mid-Atlantic because of late fall warmth. Also, John called ladybird beetles. Hmm. This type of ladybug smells bad, 
can bite you, oh. and if you squish it, produces a messy oh, yellow no. stain. They're here in Pittsburgh? Isn't that horrible? That's why I'm bringing it up. I'm not sure that they are, but it is another invasive insect that has found a home in our general area. Mm-hmm. More on that later. Fabulous. And number four, 105-year-old Julia Hawkins, John. Yep. Just in case you're feeling like a little creaky in the hip or, you know, maybe your ankle needs help or whatever it is. Yeah, of a certain age. 105-year-old Julia Hawkins of Louisiana just set a world record at the Louisiana Senior Olympic Games for being the first woman and first American in her age group to run 100 meters. Whoa, whoa. She came in first place in the 100-meter dash. What? And that's your top four. At four. Really fabulous. When's she's the last a, time you ran? She's 105. I ran this morning. You ran? I ran. I run in place for, you know, 90-second blips. I don't run outside ever. Oh, I'm yeah. a terrible runner. We saw someone running today. My wife and I did, and I was like, look at that. And she was probably, you know, of a certain age. And I was like, look at her run up that hill. And I couldn't tell you. Well, I broke my ankle badly. So yeah, you're not. You can't I've not run running. since I was, have not ran seriously since I was 21 years of age. I never ran seriously. Never my once. Life, never. Mm. No. I mean, my my sixty Missed. second, ninety second bursts. That's Feeling all I got. That. All right. That's all I got. Anyway, can I give you just a couple more details about the ladybird thing? This yeah. is kind of interesting. What the bug thing? The late the ladybird beetle. Jeez, yeah, is this like stink bugs yep. and then some. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about it. So they look different than ladybugs. Ladybugs are like super red. I saw a ladybug in my house today. I love ladybugs. Aren't they pretty? Beautiful. I think they are. These ones aren't quite as pretty. Mm, great. They're they're like a little more orangey and not quite as red. Are they large? Because ladybugs they're about are the tiny. Same. Yeah, they're a little they're a little bigger, but not much bigger. Okay, all right. But they are aiming to find a location to overwinter at this time of year. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. So if you like, there was a guy who was quoted in this Washington Post article, and he said that he went out on a run, and then got something to eat, and he came back, and there were like hundreds of them on the ceiling of his hotel room. Really, mm-hmm. in the Washington area. A Washington Post uh, polled readers on Facebook and Twitter, and multicolored Asian lady beetles have been a big problem for many. As of this writing, which was this morning, we have over 1,500 reader comments about lady beetles, including photos and stories about pests. All right. Something to look forward to. So look it out. It's not just the spotted spotted lanternfly. Right. More weird animal stories. You heard it here. (laughs) 101.5 101.5 WORD. Today, Christians have shaped an image of God that is more like self than it is the God of the Bible. Dr. Michael Youssef. Yet it is God's design and God's desire for us to obey Him and to trust Him, even when His ways and means are not fathomable to us. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. 
Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Students, do you want to make an eternal difference in the lives of your friends? Do you want to let the students in your school know just how much God loves them? Your school is full of students who need to hear about Jesus. The really good news? You don't have to do that alone. An outreach club is a great way for you to connect with other student believers in your school who are just like you. Students who want to meet, connect, and share God's love together. Didn't know you could do that, huh? Well, you can. The Equal Access Act passed by Congress provides a legal way for students to pray together, worship together, and share Christ together in their schools. Want to know how? Easy. Visit www.outreachclubs.com or call 724-439-1011 to learn more about starting something at your school. That's outreachclubs.com or at 724-439-1011. Outreachclubs.com, a ministry of Teens for Christ. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adam's Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. Life is hard. This past almost two years, I mean, holy smokes. I mean, friendships have blossomed. Friendships have dissolved. Faith is the same way, right? I mean, it, you can't imagine where we've been. What a crazy, odd journey. So where have you been anchored these last couple of years? Tony Turner's with us. Tony's a regular guest on our show. She's a pastor, a counselor, a teacher. Gracism Task Force is her ministry. She's with us right now. Hey, Tone, how you doing? Hi, good to see you guys. Good to see you. How are mm-hmm. things? Uh, it's good to be seen and not viewed. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Hey. laughs> that says it all. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we've all been through some stormy weather, uh, Tony, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know you have. Um, so w- what are you thinking about it? How, are, how have you come to terms with things? So for me, it's been about, okay, I'm hearing all these different things. You hear you know, about the COVID vaccine, you hear about the COVID itself, you hear about, you know, uh, you know, what's going on politically, what's going on racially, what's going on here and there. And it's like, we're being like torn to shreds. Um, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, I was asked to lead some prayer uh, in Monroeville for their uh, national day of prayer event. And um, so I was just like asking the Lord, what should I be praying about? You know, they asked me to pray about the media and, um, So I said, if there's any place that we're being, you know, like torn asunder, it would be through the media because you never know. Everybody's got a different side of different view. And uh, actually, uh, my family will tell you, I, my TV is off most of the time because I, you know, you just don't know what to count on. And 
for me, uh, I'm looking at a story in the scripture where it talks about the disciples being in the boat, in a boat with Jesus. In uh, one account of the gospel, I think uh, uh, Matthew talks about how the waves on, you know, on the water were like higher than the boat and how um, uh, I think it's in Mark where it says the boat started filling up. And in Luke, it says that it was only a lake. And yet the storm was so uh, torrential until they, they felt like they were in danger. And Jesus was in the back of the boat, sleep on a pillow. And so um, they woke him up. Aren't you concerned that something's going to happen to us? You know, and that's pretty much, you know, where we have been, you know, people walking around so fearful about what, what's happening, what's not happening, what's going to happen. You're, if it's not depression, it's, you know, and dealing with things that happened in the past, it's anxiety, dealing with the things that haven't happened yet. You know, um, is, it, is it the end, you know, is it uh, the Antichrist uh, time or, you know, there's so many different things. Yeah. And yet when they woke Jesus up, Jesus was like, wait, weren't you guys with me when I was teaching all those things about, you know, what it takes to be, uh, you know, what it takes to be one of my disciples, because I believe that that what we're going through as Christians is a discipleship issue. You know, he says, you know, why do you call me master? And yet you don't do what I say. I tried to tell you that what I do is what I see the father do. If the father is not shaken, I'm not going to be shaken. You know, if the father's not fearful, I'm not going to be fearful, you know. And to me, that's what grace is all about. Remember, I, I shared with you uh, uh, one of the uh, scholars that was consulted to even define the word grace. He said everywhere in the New Testament where it said unmerited favor, it actually did not fit. He said, what fit, though, was God's empowering presence. You know, when you think about favor, you know, your mind is like "Eh, partly cloudy, you know, because different people have an idea about what that means. But when you think about the presence of God, that's, you know, even though it's still a mystery to us, it's a little more uh, something that you can define, you know, in your head. And so I'm saying, you know, through these stormy times, I know that God is in here with me and I need to be focused on what he needs me to be focused on. Um, And for me, it's two things. One is to know him, to get to know him better. And second is to tell others about him. What else is there for us, you know? And, and, uh, you know, some of my friends will say, you know, well, you're so heavenly minded until you're no earthly good. And I'm like, you know what? My scripture says that heaven is eternal, but, this earth has not just a beginning, but it has an ending. So I need to have my vision, like the song says, cast my eyes upon the distant shore. My home is in heaven. But what am I supposed to be doing while I'm here? And the only way I can do that is to make sure that my anchor is solid. You know, and my anchor is is in Jesus. It's got to be about the cross, you know, because everything else, you never know what you're going to hear next That's about good. the same topics. That's really good, Tony. Tony, turn us with us, Pittsburgh-based pastor, counselor, and teacher from the Gracism Task Force. So, Tony, um, you have friends that think that you should be more political than you are. No, 
because they already know, you know, <laughs> my friends, <laughs> my friends know exactly where I stand. But what I, what I feel is that ultimately God is in charge and there, there may be, you know, certain issues that are as a Christian, ex- just very black and white for me. But if somebody else doesn't have that same revelation, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray, first of all, that they get that revelation. And if we can talk about it, you know me, I like to talk. So I would rather for us to reason so that, you know, I can find out what it is that's causing them to believe the way they believe and let them see what I believe. Now, because I believe that the word of God is the only truth, you know, Jesus said they would accept or reject it or him, you know, and I can't be responsible for what I'm not responsible for. What he says was tell them. He didn't say stuff it down their throat. He didn't say, you know, um, you know, try to, he didn't say convince them. He said, just tell them. And the Holy Spirit has some things to do. You know, for example, I had a, um, a friend who uh, uh, I went to beauty school with and, and he was gay And um, he wanted to let me know if we were going to be friends that he need, I needed to know that he was gay. But I said, uh, when he told me, I said, no, duh. And so he said, you knew. And I, I said, yes, I knew. And he said, but you're a Christian. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you haven't treated me like I'm gay. And so then my question was, what does that mean? I'm a follower of Christ. How would Christ treat that person? That needs to be my model. So I asked him, you know, to explain to me how he had been treated. And it was very sad because Jesus said, they all know that I came. They'll know that you're mine by the way you treat each other, by the way you treat each other. So, you know, how can I demonstrate anything less than his love? Now, I don't have to like what you do. I don't have to love what you do, but I do have to love you. And so if, if I'm finding it difficult to work through that, I have to ask for wisdom. God, how do I love this one? How do I seek this one's highest good? You know, because what I don't want to do is kill, steal, or destroy. That means I'm someone else's child. I'm into that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, Tony, I, I believe what, what you're describing here is that as you walk this earth, as you engage, you know, family, friends, strangers, that you are essentially the face of love, that you are Christ loving face wherever you go. I mean, that's a great reminder for me. I, I, I love what you're saying here. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it's, it's weird to be a demonstration. We're to either season or bring light, salt or light. You know, and so how do we do that? You know, in my last days, I'm not going to be saying, you know, Jesus wasn't like, well, where's the doctrine or where's the how did how did I get baptized? Or, you know, did did somebody speak in tongues or did they didn't? Those things don't matter. What do you think about the news stories? You know, uh, the second. Exactly. Exactly. But I want to know, you know, did I do what I was supposed to do while I was here? And is my family or my friends, you know, even that person that I met in the supermarket, are they going to heaven? Or, you know, it, it did I do what I was supposed to do? I don't want to get to heaven and have Jesus say, well, you know, Tony, what are you still doing with that in your hands? Mm-hmm. You were supposed to leave that back there. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
That's Tony Turner, Pittsburgh-based pastor, counselor, and teacher from the Gracism Task Force. Tony, people are interested in finding out more about Gracism. How do they do that? Well, right now, uh, I'm working on getting information for a website, which would be, you know, the Gracism Task Force, but we haven't got that up yet. I am in the process, finally, of doing it. So, but right now, if you friend me on Facebook, you can be invited to the page. Okay, that's Tony Turner, T-O-N-I, Turner. Very nice. Find her on Facebook, mm-hmm. the Gracism Task Force. Tony, love you. Great to see you, always, always happy to see you. God bless. God bless you. We'll step away for just a few minutes. Coming up next, the most hated Thanksgiving foods. They're it's, not they're not the ones you expect. Really? It's not like candy corns in there or something. The Brussels sprout segment? That's next. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 pre premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 ends soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call Smart Match today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. 800-871-1592. It's a fact that MyPillow doesn't have their box store or any shopping channels available for their product anymore. And because of that, they are passing their extra savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with a promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, only $24.98 with a promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with a promo code. MyPillow is not just pillows. They also have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling right now, 800-391-0954 for the best deal on MyPillow. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Choose fresh, local Pennsylvania milk. It's naturally packed with nine essential nutrients, just what you need to power through the day and fuel your body and mind. Milk also builds stronger communities, providing jobs and pumping billions of dollars into Pennsylvania's economy every year. And it all starts with you. Choose PA Dairy, goodness that matters to your family and our communities. Look for labels with PA Preferred or Code 42. Find stores at ChoosePADairy.com. Paid for by the Center for Dairy Excellence. Periods of sunshine and clouds for this afternoon. Rather warm with a high 69. Tonight, 
Mostly cloudy with some brief evening showers, followed by more rain late with a low 46. Some sunshine for tomorrow, followed by thickening clouds. Cooler with a high of 56. And Saturday, some showers and snow with a high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. All of a sudden, John forgets how to work the mechanics of radio. One of the joys of Thanksgiving Day, of course, is the feast. The problem with the feast is it's a feast, and your stomach is only so large. Mm-hmm. So there are many things you go, I wish I had a little more room for that. Mm-hmm. The positive sign of all that is there are some things that you walk by and on the table and you go, I don't want to eat that. Because that, that's not my favorite. Or mm-hmm. That shows up once a year. There are many... The creamed onions, I told you, my oh, mother used to make. Creamed onions. How about creamed corn? That's the worst. No one should eat creamed corn. <laughs> no one. That should be outlawed. Christy, how do you feel about creamed corn? Mm. I'll eat it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Really? I don't yeah. love it. I mean, like, if I never have it again, I'm good with that. But it doesn't, like... I'll have a gag reflex. Is that right? I would. I really would. Uh-huh. That would I'd go... That's yeah. not good. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably wouldn't feel good about the onion either. <laughs> I would feel the worst about the onions. Well, I have a daughter uh, who is uh, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And since she was like eating solid food, she never liked the Thanksgiving meal. Never. Which I think is like un-American. How you like? Wait. I think that's my favorite meal of the year. Of course, it, not even a small corner of the Thanksgiving she just, meal? Like, like she rejects the entire she, thing? She doesn't. Well, she she really, like, if she never had a Thanksgiving meal again, she'd be, like, totally fine really? with that. Which, it would break my heart if I didn't have a Thanksgiving no meal. No turkey? I turned to something called the Vacationer, a travel website. They surveyed adults in the U.S. to find out which Thanksgiving foods, John, they dislike the most. Mm. Dislike the most. And the results are a little surprising. Wait, Thanksgiving's two weeks away from today. Yes. That's why I'm bringing two it up. Two weeks countdown. That's right. This this is topical. Right? Wetting my appetite. I'm going to start with uh, the bottom. So this is like only 12% of people dislike this food. Okay. And I'm going to move to the thing at the top that people dislike the most. Okay, good. Carrots. 12% dislike carrots. I'm not a big carrot fan. Corn. Depends upon how it is. Okay. If we're not doing cream, if we're doing regular corn. Love it. I love it. Isn't it? You don't it's think it's delicious? delicious. Christy I, it's doesn't delicious. really like it. What about if you mix it with mashed potatoes? No, you don't no. like that in gravy? I, I mean, it's all right. No, no. It's, you get the crunch in there? I think it's I love so corn. good. Yeah, me too. I really love it. Macaroni and cheese. What? That's not Kim. Oh, that 14.73% of people dislike macaroni that's, and cheese. That's bad. Mashed potatoes. Please. It's un-American. She's like mashed potatoes. My niece doesn't like mashed potatoes. What? She's one of the people. Yeah. Well, she's, she's one of the- She's five, but you know. Oh, well, she's, she's one five. of the 17.5%. When she's 55, she might change your mind. Pumpkin pie, number eight. That's- 20% of people dislike- I can see that. I deeply love it, mm. but I can see how it's a little weird. No. It's not a crowd pleaser to me. Really? Ham. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, me too. Depending upon yeah. the ham. Yes. Where's the ham coming yep. from? What kind of ham? Yeah, I, and and how it's cut also I think has something to do with it. If you have like big like like cle- like triangle sized pieces, no. that's not interesting to me. No, no. Sometimes I again this is not, sometimes I smell ham and I kind of gag. Really? It's a pig. Okay. Number six, yeah. coleslaw. Oh, I love coleslaw. So do I. I deeply love it. Me too. 
Now, now keep in mind, now we're getting up to 23% of people dislike the next thing. So these are high numbers. Mm -hmm. Stuffing. Stuffing can be wonderful. But 23% of people dislike stuffing. I mean, good stuffing? Don't you love good? Number four, green bean casserole. I love it. Do you like? No. I love it. You love it. I love it. My yeah. mom, she refuses to make it. Really? She doesn't like it. Yeah. Okay. She's one of the people. Wait, is, she, is she putting like mushroom soup in there? People do that? You yeah. See? Well, that's what the recipe is. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you make it in like the, you Traditional. Know, no, the traditional way is with the soup. That's okay. where, how the recipe was created. But there are chefs who have made it, you know. Super fancy. Exactly. Not using any canned anything. Yeah. Number three, sweet potatoes or yams. And that's Christy right there. Yep, hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Okay, now number two, at 28% of the people dislike turkey. Really? On Thanksgiving? 28% of the people dislike turkey. And number one, almost 30% of people dislike pretty much my favorite food on earth, cranberry sauce. Really? 30% of the people? 30%. You guys, so my question is, why, with these high numbers, why are we having this holiday? Well, Seems some like people... like maybe we should be eating different things. Right. Well, you can't please everybody. How do you feel about cranberry sauce? I love cranberry sauce. Christy. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, minced with some little orange in there. And... Oh, so that's relish, though. It's cranberry relish. Love... It's different. I'm happy to have that. Okay, you like cranberry relish. Do Wait, you, you like... Cranberry cran... sauce? Cran... Like... Yeah, uh, yeah. With the, um, all sp- uh, the little... Cloves. Cloves, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Great. Me too. Do you like the jellied stuff in the can? I'll I eat mean, it. I grew up on that, you know, so it's nostalgic for me. I wouldn't go out of my way to eat it. It's weird. If it showed up, I'd probably have it just, you know, out of like memory nostalgia. But what food. if it's not really cold? I'd still try it, like a spoonful of it no, or two. Be. The right? only way I'm having, the jellied stuff is so weird to me. The only way I'm having it is if it's really cold. Really? Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. I mean, I, I'm surprised that I would thought you were going to like, like have like some really weird exotic stuff like that's the, like the Brussels. Sprouts. Well, that's so, what's so weird about this list is yeah. the things that are most hated. Like are I like, traditional. I like everything on that list. Pretty much, me I'm, too. I'm good with it all, with, with the exception of creamed corn and or creamed onions. I'm pretty and much good. And I with gotta that. be honest with you, I love a Brussels sprout. Ooh, it's oh. rough. One hundred one point five W O R D. We remember. On Veterans Day. It's a day to remember. Honor all the people who have fought in all the wars. Those who have served. Who fought for our freedom. Saluting the Pittsburgh area men and women who keep America free. As an American, thank you. One station under God. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you are, they are too. Advertising that wants you to refinance, get a mortgage, or cash out refinance. I mean, you've heard it here on Word FM. No doubt you've heard the advertising for United Faith Mortgage right here. A good family with great rates, an easy process to go through, all that and more. But maybe to you it's just more background noise or just something else you want to get away from. That is until you need a mortgage or are thinking about refinancing, honestly. What sets United Faith Mortgage apart from all that static is their faith, the daily struggle, because you're trying to live it too. If you're thinking or ready to buy, call United Faith Mortgage first. You'll be happy with the conversation, the service, the work ethic, and ultimately, the great rates. Refi too. Call United Faith Mortgage with a direct lender advantage. Faith and family, and they don't hide it. United Faith Mortgage. 
United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Rosie Perez stars as Lucille in Clifford the Big Red Dog and likes the message the film brings. You know, Clifford's a misfit. Emily thinks she's a misfit. I love the anti-bullying aspect of it. There's so much pressure today with kids, with money and status, social media. And there's people who can really get hurt by it. Here comes this big red dog, and it gives her a purpose. Clifford, the big red dog, rated PG. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and the drive to be the best, please go to Salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. Jay Warner Wallace is back with us. Dateline featured cold case detective, senior fellow at the Colson Center for Christian Worldview, adjunct professor of apologetics at Biola. He's the author of Cold Case Christianity, God's Crime Scene, Forensic Faith, and creator of the Casemakers Academy for Kids. He's got a new workout as well. Jim, always a pleasure to see you, especially now that you see us on Zoom. Good to see you. I know, right? This is crazy. It is crazy. All this time. This is from now on. We're only doing Zoom. Good. Okay, this is the, awesome. That's the way we like it. Um, okay. Jim, we've known you for a long time. I guess we can parenthetically just thank you for being such a friend of the show for mm-hmm. such a long period. I mean, it's been about twelve years since Easily. our show started, and I think you crazy. were. I, I bet we met you in the first three months. Probably so. Yeah, isn't that awesome? I felt the same way. I, I think you're the first radio show that I did. Nice. Is that I think right? Might be the first, I think I'm pretty sure. Boom. Wow. I remember thinking at the time, well, hey, I made it. I'm on, I'm on the air in Pittsburgh. Yep. That was it. <laughs> so I thought, hey, right. and then it doesn't you, get any better than then that. You just and like, actually, you know, it, it, has, it hasn't. It hasn't gotten any better than this. Thank I think that, that my favorite shows, my favorite interviews are with you guys. You're fabulous. Oh, Thanks for remembering that's, us, Jim. Because, yeah. you know, you've grown beyond that. I mean, you know, sure. Dateline itself, you, you know, you sort of dominate that. Well, I did. I think back when I, we started, I might have had one or two episodes on, on Dateline, but that was about it. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think we started pretty early, and I'm just grateful that we are still friends. Fabulous. So for people who haven't been along for the 12-year journey that we've been on with you, um, and they don't know your background, talk about being a, a cold case a homicide detective and how that's kind of brought you to where you are today. Well, I mean, this is the kind of thing that you get stuck with if you work homicides very long as an agency. You're going to have some that go unsolved. And so unsolved murders, they become cold. And we have no statute of limitations. So I've been working as a homicide detective in Los Angeles County. And I used to get these assigned to me as a collateral duty. And I'll be, I, they're lame. I mean, I, I don't want to work these cases because I've got a fresh homicide I got to finish. And I don't have time to be picking up some case from 30 years ago. But I got injured on duty uh, many years ago. And I was at light duty for like two or three months, about drove me crazy. But I picked up one of these cold cases because they weren't assigning me anything new because I was light duty. 
So I ended up solving it. And that really started a whole nother career for me within the career I had just working on these unsolved murders. They're pretty interesting. So when you started doing it, I mean, obviously you said you Mm -hmm. didn't want to, but then when you got into it, what made, what made you like, what, how, how'd they get under your skin? Those stories? Well, most of us who work as detectives were, were puzzlers. We like to puzzle things. Like we, we, we have bits and pieces and we're thinking, oh, I know what goes in that space. And so these are the, the kind of consummate puzzling cases, right? They, also, you already know that some other group of detectives worked at this thing for a year, two years sometimes and got nowhere. So you're thinking, okay, well, let me see if I can pick up the thing that is, appears to be unsolvable. And then solve it, right? Because that's the challenge. I don't ever want a case that I can solve with DNA or solve with, you know, solve with, you know, I want something that's going to require a lot of work. And when you finally get done, you're like going, wow, okay, well, if we hadn't picked that up, it wouldn't have got solved. And that's the kind of cases we typically engage. So then your work as a detective obviously informs your life as a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, the latest piece you're working on is person of interest. And the thread that uh, is from that, Jim, is how history was aligned by God to prepare for the appearance of Jesus. There's a mystery there. Yeah, so here's what we did. In nobody murders, you have a case where a husband kills his wife and then says, oh, she ran off. And then there's no body. He gets rid of the body. And then you take a missing persons report and no one ever investigates the thing for many years as a murder. Well, eventually we're going to pick it up as a murder. And then you have no body. You have no crime scene. Nobody even photographed the house during those times because they didn't think it was a murder. So how do you make a case like that to a jury if you've got no crime scene and no evidence of a crime scene? Well, you tell them on the day that she vanished, if it was a murder, a bomb went off. And bombs are always preceded by a long fuse that burned toward the explosion of the bomb. And after the bomb explodes, you got shrapnel everywhere. Well, if you were not, so you can make a case for what happened on the day she went missing from just the fuse and the fallout of the timeline. So what we do in this case for Jesus, if you think, well, what imagine a scenario in which there's no New Testament that you could trust. They've all been destroyed somehow by some nefarious regime. Well, you could actually make a case just from the fuse and the fallout of history as to why we call that thing the first century, the first century. And so that's what we're doing in this book. And so part of that is the fuse. It's that fuse that burns up to the appearance of Jesus in the timeline, that explosive appearance of Jesus. And there's several strands of that fuse. There's a reason why uh, Paul says that Jesus came in the fullness of time. What does that even mean? Well, it means that God aligned history in such a way that a small window of opportunity during the Pax Romana of the Roman Empire, during that prophetic period that Daniel mentions in which the Messiah will come, during that period in which ancients are worshiping their myths, all of which have include imaginations about God that are actually rooted in our beliefs in God. In other words, Uh, We have expectations if there is a God, and Jesus actually fits our expectations. So I think a lot of this is to show how that fuse that burns up to Jesus provides a very short window, and that happens to be the window in which Jesus appears. And that's why I think Christianity ignites as fast as it does, as quickly as it does in the Roman Empire. I love that, Jim. And I love it because one of the things that I've always thought was weird is how people tend to approach the Bible. So, you know, if you're going to read the Bible, you're just going to let it fall open and you're just going to, you know, read a, a couple verses or whatever without thinking that maybe what came before what you're reading has to do with what you're reading right. and what's going to come after what you're reading has to do with what you're currently reading because that's the way we look at every other book. Sure. I mean, other than like the dictionary 
or a cookbook, right? We we expect that if we open up a book, what happened before it has to do with what's going on right, right now. And the we, linear thread. The linear thread. And is it's curious, Jim, that that we that people don't look at the story of the Bible that way. Yeah, well, this is basically we often treat every book of, of scripture as if it's the book of Proverbs, mm-hmm. where I can just pull, yeah. pull one proverb out and yeah, it has, yeah. there's no real necessary connection to anything before or after it. But, that, but this is also not just true of, of, of the Bible. It's true of human history. Like we, we have a tendency to look at the appearance of Jesus in the timeline and say, OK, it's disconnected. Well, no, actually, there's a, a fuse that burns up to the appearance of Jesus. And if you saw every way that he impacts culture in the years that follow what we call the common era, you can actually reconstruct the story of Jesus from just the common era data. I'll give you a weird example of this. Scientists, for example, are largely the most influential scientists in the history of scientists or Christ followers. They wrote about Jesus. They are the fathers of all the major disciplines in the sciences. Or guess what? Oh, yeah, they were Christ followers from modern astronomy, biology, chemistry, all the way to quantum mechanics. We make a list of all these. You can learn more about Jesus from the science fathers than you can from the church fathers. That's how much impact Jesus has had. You can reconstruct Jesus from the history of science. That's a very unusual thing for a first century Jewish sage to be able to say, unless, of course, he is the person he said he was. He's not a person at all. He's God entering into his creation. That's the kind of stuff we're looking at in person of interest. Yeah, so that's cool. So in person of interest, you take this tiny thread and then you open it up into a much larger worldview. Yeah, exactly. And we tried to illustrate that because, you know, my work is all in front of juries. It's very visual. So we have 400 plus illustrations in this book. There's not, if you open it up, there's not a single page or there won't be an illustration because we want the jury, the reader, to see the impact that Jesus had because it's so powerful. I think it speaks to his deity. Look, if there's no other fictional character that's had this kind of impact on history, and there isn't, there's good reason to to believe that Jesus is not a fictional character. And if there's no other mortal who's had this kind of impact, there's good reason to believe that Jesus is just not another mortal. So you have, I think, good evidence that Jesus is the historicity of Jesus and the deity of Jesus in the kind of impact he's had on our human culture. The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You can watch the show. We're talking live. You can see uh, the face of Jay Werner Wallace, who's on Zoom with us right now. Um, Jim, so when you get to the end of this project and it's Mm -hmm. published and this is in people's hands, what do you hope they gain after they're done with it, that may, maybe something that they didn't, they never considered before, or a different way of looking at the story of Jesus than they had in the past. Well, this is one of the reasons why I get, the subtitle we changed about halfway through, because I realized about halfway through writing it that this is not just a book about the evidence for Jesus. This is a book that talks about why Jesus still matters, even if you're somebody who rejects scripture. So if you're an, a non believer, if you're like me at 35, the things that mattered most to me at 35 were literature, art, music because I, I came out of a design background, uh, education, and science. And I think a lot of people in culture would say that those are the things that matter most. That's why Netflix, that's why music is so big. That's why art is so big, because those things matter to people. Well, do you realize that all five of those things are utterly dependent upon the worldview initiated by Jesus of Nazareth and the believers in Jesus who then embodied that worldview in all five of those disciplines? Whatever you think you know about music or art or literature or education or science, You wouldn't know what you know today. You wouldn't be experiencing what you're experiencing today if not for Jesus and his followers. Now, that should stop you because the things that mattered most to me as an atheist were utterly Jesus-dependent. 
He still matters. Now, he doesn't matter because those things are important. Those things are important because he matters. And that's what I'm hoping people will see in this is that there's a beautiful, there's a beauty. Most of us as apologists don't talk much about the beauty of Jesus. That's what I hope this book does. Outstanding. Well, Jim, like the man, your ministry is so incredibly unique as a former atheist, as a cold case homicide detective, as a now believer in Jesus Christ, and obviously your deep love and the intellectual heft that you present. It's just fabulous work. So keep it up. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of we're you. We're know, cheering I love for you, being Jim. On the show. And now that we're on Zoom, we got to do this more often. Okay. Good to see you, buddy. You look great. Okay, yeah. good to see you, too. Thank All you. Right. Bye. That's Jay Werner Wallace. The brand new book that's going to be out. Well, we didn't ask him when. It's out now. Oh, it's out now. Yep. Person of Interest, How History Was Aligned by God to Prepare for the Appearance of Jesus. Take a break. Ligonier Man Walks Forth Suicide. A lot of people do not like their health plan right now, and they're worried they're stuck with it. One that costs too much or doesn't meet their needs or for whatever reason, they're just not happy with it. If that is you, some great news. There really is another choice. It's called MediShare, and it's such a great option, especially if you're self-employed, changing jobs, or part of the gig economy. Here's what you get when you switch to MediShare. First, huge savings. The typical family saves $500 a month. You also get a massive doctor network. You can just use the doctor of your choice or MediShare's free 24-7 telehealth option. And you get to be part of something you can believe in. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. No wonder MediShare gets double the customer satisfaction ratings compared with typical health insurance. So no, you are not stuck. You've got a great alternative. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Why are cash out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I really feel like right now might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, were you able to get them the cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit? Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The Bible. Scholars have debated it. World leaders have quoted it. Nations have fought for it. And now you can experience it like never before. From world-shaping history to present-day events, come explore the most impactful book of all time. Inside our walls, ancient stories and modern technology come together to bring the undeniable impacts of the Bible to life. Museum of the Bible. What's in it will surprise you. Visit museumofthebible.org to learn more. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. What time does the um, 
What time does the pit game start tonight, Christy? Do you know? 7.30. Okay, 7.30. you're right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Pitt versus North Carolina. Yep. What mm-hmm. do you know? You got to... Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a pick I feel very good about. You do? Yeah, because we're talking two bad defenses. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, okay. and so... And two I've, gunslingers. Yeah, and so I feel very good. So it's going to be... Uh, I, I, I'm picking Pitt Me- because I'm like... Uh, because you're Homer. I like a person who who keeps coming back for pain. Yep. Uh, Pitt, 54. Whoa. North Carolina, 48. Oh, that's nice. Okay, very nice. I'm I'm also picking Pitt. Are you? And I'm saying Pitt, 45, and C, 38. Okay. 45, 38. Okay. Christy? Um, I'm also picking Pitt. Are you? I am. Uh, Pitt, 40, North okay. Carolina, 34. Look at us. Okay. All picking All right. like, these are high scores. What because- if it turns out to be like 10-7? They can't. Might. How could it can't? The, if Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett breaks his leg. Falls asleep. That's a horrible thing I'm to say. I'm just saying. I said if he falls asleep. I mean, it's not going to fall asleep. He's going to fall. Well, hey, Kenny, wake I up. Sure, the game's on. He could break his leg. I sure hope he doesn't break his leg, John. Well, I hope so, too. I'm just saying low scoring scenario. I that's mean, about, you know, that might be it. I'm not wishing sick. he would break his leg okay, by any a, stretch of the imagination. Okay, I was, how about Kenny Pickett playing for the Steelers? Well,. Chrissy said she's shaking her head no. He's going to go in the you know like first or second round, right? I think he'll go in the first or second round. Yeah, well, of course, a, depending on what happens from here on out. What if he has a like horrible rest of the season? I mean, if there's a few more games like the Miami game, he's not going to go in the first round. Okay, if he loses ten seven tonight, yeah, right. But let let's hope that's not the case because he certainly has been outstanding. How about how about the shots of him with his hair? The That's hair a is much. the hair is a lot. That's a lot, isn't it? People are very into his hair. He's into his hair. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's. What are people? I think he just every time he takes cameras on, he's like with the water bottle squirting his little head there. Right. That's so funny. It's like Paul Rudd on. Uh... <laughs> Colbert. Colbert, sexiest man alive. Oh my god! Listen, that's funny stuff. It is so hilarious. Yeah. it's fun. It's one of the fun. So, uh, People Magazine released their sexiest man alive a couple days day before yesterday, it's which ridiculous. is which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. And what makes it so great is that Paul Rudd won this year and hit the 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 bit that he did on Colbert's show about it, which I know ne- I, ne- I haven't seen. I haven't Colbert. seen Colbert's show since before. I think 2016 because he got super political oh. and annoying, and I thought I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Well, I this, agree. Is, this Colbert is Colbert at his best. It is absolutely it's funny, funny stuff. so funny. And Paul Rudd is one of those George Clooney esque type yeah. of guys who doesn't. He's a big star. He doesn't take himself nope. serious at all. Nope. He's able to just you know have fun. He goofs around. Uh, I love Ant Man so much. Have you seen? Uh, do you love Ant Man? Yes. Isn't it? The, isn't Good. it? It's just the best. Yeah. What's that show that we watched that he starred in? Remember the one where he plays his clone? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Forget it. Anyway, it's something for you to watch. Yeah. Okay, coming up this weekend, uh, I know it's only Thursday, and we're going to have a big Friday show for you tomorrow, including uh, the, the Week in Review we and uh, this or that. Yeah. Um, we're going to get the guys from Babylon B out with us tomorrow. Oh, will we? Yeah. Okay. Kyle, is he the one who's going to be with us? No. I'm not sure who it I'll is. I'll find out. Okay. Anyway, that's coming up on tomorrow's show. But as I look forward to the weekend, John, my question for you mm. is... It's a Thursday night. It's football. Does that mean investment in snacks for you, like you did Monday night for the Steelers? No, I can't. No, I mean, Monday night, football, I blew it out. I mean, I was doing chips and Fritos and dip and, you know, apple cider. And I I mean, it was a little too much for me, even for me. I mean, I don't think, tonight, what am I going to do? Well, plus you're not really a Pitt fan. 
I, that's not true. I love Pitt. I'm picking on you. you but you love you like Pitt. It's not loving. I love him. No, if you pick somebody else more, you don't love I also love Penn State. No, I uh, can you get out of it's here? It's how it happens. Get out of here. Maybe I'll buy a box of Juji Fruits. <laughs> celebrate. You could get those dots. That's like the dumbest candy. I love I like to watch a Pitt game and have a box of dots. Box of dots. Uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, five facts to know about Veterans Day. Um, we'll also do, does this make sense? And why the gap between men and women finishing college is growing. Plus, a, a big music star coming to PNC Park for a big concert this summer. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on Odyssey 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. During a Veterans Day observance at Arlington National Cemetery, President Biden says veterans represent the very best in America. You are the very spine of America, not just the backbone. You're the spine of this country. And all of us, all of us, owe you. Earlier, his administration announced a federal effort to better understand, identify, and treat medical conditions suffered by troops deployed to toxic environments. Armistice Day remembrances have been observed around the world. In Paris, President Macron and Vice President Kamala Harris took part in a tribute. Other allied nations from the United Kingdom to Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa also had ceremonies. The Dow is down 128 points. The Nasdaq ahead seven. This is SRN News. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Yakupin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no copayments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, copays, and other cost sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at NewEraHealthPlans.com. Students, do you want to make an eternal difference in the lives of your friends? Do you want to let the students in your school know just how much God loves them? Your school is full of students who need to hear about Jesus. The really good news? You don't have to do that alone. An outreach club is a great way for you to connect with other student believers in your school who are just like you. Students who want to meet, connect, and share God's love together. Didn't know you could do that, huh? Well, you can. The Equal Access Act passed by Congress provides a legal way for students to pray together, worship together, and share Christ together in their schools. Want to know how? Easy. Visit www.outreachclubs.com or call 724-439-1011 to learn more about starting something at your school. That's outreachclubs.com or at 724-439-1011. Outreachclubs.com, a ministry of teens for Christ. McQueen Building Company. 
It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Periods of sunshine and clouds for this afternoon. Rather warm with a high 69. Tonight, mostly cloudy with some brief evening showers, followed by more rain late with a low 46. Some sunshine for tomorrow, followed by thickening clouds. Cooler with a high of 56. And Saturday, some showers and snow with a high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Tell a few pet stories here. Sure, pet stories in the commercial break. Hey, listen, um... Oh, we got a little present here today. Did we not? From the management? hams? Yeah. We got holiday hams. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. look, John's brought the ham into the studio There's here. a ham. There's a ham right there. Okay, that's I went terrific. in today, the kitchen today. How many hams were there? 20? A, a lot. 25? There were a lot of hams. Hams right there. Now, to be honest, I don't need this ham. Right. I'm going to give it away. Are you? Yeah. Terrific. Uh, if you need a ham. If you really, yeah. need, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, I don't want someone to go, but if you know someone who will go, it's Thanksgiving and they don't have any, you know, let's give this away. That's a great idea. Okay. Um, should we do an um, email? Would that be the easiest way? Yeah. Okay. John Hall at Word FM. John Hall at Word, W-O-R-D. WordFM.com. FM.com. I got a ham. And I want to say thanks to management. I, but you see the abundance. I walked I walked back there and I was like, holy smokes, look at all that meat. Right. There's a ton of meat. So... I don't know how big of a ham it is. It doesn't say how big of it is. I, I call it a big ham. It's a Smithfield Spiral Signature Ham. Mm-hmm. So there it is. And it's big. It kind of looks like a hat. It's like a ham hat. That's nice, John. Very nice. Like, a, like an Easter ham hat. No, I like it. You know. But anyway, I don't want to you know denigrate the ham. I want to say, if you, if you want a ham, right. uh, johnhallawardfm.com. Terrific. All right. All right. So today being Veterans Day, John, uh, we mentioned uh, veterans that we know and love in our families. Yes. I mentioned my cousin Ed Warshall and my nephew uh, my Josh dad, Van my Dyke. Brother, uh, your dad, nephew. your brother, right? Um, what do we need to to know about Veterans Day that maybe we don't know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You tell me. Okay. All right then. I was busy with a ham. Okay. Sure. I didn't realize the ham was happening. No, I'm sorry. All right. Let me ask you this. Okay. When it comes to uh, your memories of people you know who served, yes, um, there's a story today about um, a ligonier man who walked Memorial 
who continues to walk memorial to memorial uh, to raise awareness for veteran suicide. That's in today's trip. Right. Um, and so it just brings to mind how distant the average person, and by average person I mean me, is from the field of battle. Well, this is interesting. Okay. Yeah, so if we're talking about World War II, it seemed like everybody fought in one way or another. Right. You everybody know, so served everybody, in one way. That's, that's a better word. Right. Everybody served. Everybody sacrificed right. in one way or another. When I think about the wars of my lifetime, I don't feel like I've, I've served tiny, at all. a tiny, tiny percentage. Okay, now my, my, my dad served. When my brother came back from Vietnam, he got beat up. Why? Because the war was so unpopular. And that's how we America and was then. My brother was out one night after. He was back just a couple of days. He was wearing his uniform, and he was out looking. He was going to buy a car. And it was late at night, so the car dealership was closed. A couple of guys came upon him, and they were like, hey, man. And they chased him down and beat beat him up. I mean, that, that was the tone. Now, look, things have changed tremendously. And America has really Learned made amends. They really have. Amer- uh, Vietnam is such a deeply unpopular war. Since that time, people are like, these men and women are giving their absolute best. They're giving up years of their lives or their lives or pieces of their body or their mental health or whatnot. So people have really changed about that. However, having said that, it, the truth of the matter is that suicide among veterans is sky high. I mean, suicide is a plague on this country. And then you take the veterans on top of that. I mean, really a, a percentage of veterans, a large percentage of veterans in one form or another commit suicide. So we saw a piece in today's Tribune Review that there was a guy, his name is David Rogers, and he wanted people to be aware of the suicide risk among the nearly 18 million veterans across this country. And so he just wanted to raise awareness. He's a veteran of the Navy, 62 years old. He says, to me, there's an awful lot of talk about how to help veterans, but not nearly enough action as I think uh, there should be. So he wanted to draw attention to the issue. So... Uh, Today, he walked 10 miles from the Veterans Memorial on the west side of Ligonier's Diamond to the Veterans Memorial Plaza in Latrobe, and he's talking to people along the way. He had police escort. He had a large American flag that followed him along, and excuse me, it was just a great visual Mm -hmm. and an awareness to say, God bless those men and women who've given their best. We need to protect them in all manner possible, physically, spiritually, and mentally. And clearly, we need to be reminded. Yeah. I think that I wonder if there must be other countries who also honor their their veterans. Don't you think this can't be a uniquely American thing, but it's a good reminder. I mean, you know, there's Memorial Day where we honor our war dead. But, you know, the walking wounded or just, you know, the the regular man or woman who served in this country. Kudos to Uh, them. Okay, that that brings to mind um, what I mentioned that there are some important things to know about Veterans Day, right? This is from the military news. Mm. The first one is Veterans Day is not the same as Memorial Day. Thank you. Okay, so in, in case you're wondering about that. So Memorial Day is for those who gave their lives for the country, right. especially in battle or wounds that they suffered in battle. But Veterans Day honors all those who served the country in war or peace, dead or alive. Okay, the other thing, I think this is interesting. Veterans Day doesn't have an apostrophe. Oh, so it's not veteran like, you know, apostrophe S. It's not veterans with an S apostrophe because the military news makes clear it doesn't belong to veterans. It's not a day that belongs to veterans. It's not they're not in possession of the day. That's excellent. The day is for all of us to remember mm-hmm. our veterans. That's Very good. good to keep in it mind. It sure is, right? yeah. Um, it was originally called Armistice Day. I know we've talked about this in previous years. Mm-hmm. It commemorated the end of World War One, um, And then over time, it 
morphed. That's in why the today, Day. so today eleven eleven was the end, the signing of the armistice during World War One. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and when I think of veterans in my own family, or especially you know veterans that I knew, friends of mine from college, that sort of thing, I keep rejoicing in the fact that America can learn a lesson that America can demonstrably improve because when I see them in their military uniform, I see them surrounded now by people who say, thank you for your service. Towards a more perfect union. Yeah, like at Giant Eagle or getting gas or whatever it is. People do that all the time. And when I think of the experience that your brother had to live through, what year was that? Uh, Probably 1971. Doesn't it give you hope? That America's not the same today as it was in 1971. In that that area and in that regard, America is an infinitely better country, an infinitely kinder country than it was then. No doubt. Really it is. And it's an honor. Infinitely more honorable country. Yes. When you see a veteran, don't you feel honored to be able to honor them? Yes. You know, because everybody, hey. Thank you for your service. Thank you for really, your that's service. a powerful, powerful. Yeah. Like, I often wonder, like, you know, when you're traveling, like in an airport, and you see, you know, men and women with their uniforms on, do they get tired of saying, or if they must? Because people, like, nonstop, thank you, thank you, thank you. They must hear that mm-hmm. as they travel, you know, all the time. Maybe you just don't get tired of saying thanks or receiving thanks. I think they should receive thanks until, you know, their last breath. Oh, my breath. goodness gracious, yeah. Until their last Very breath. Very difficult. Anyway, so happy Veterans Day yes. to all of us. It doesn't belong to veterans um, as we remember all the veterans in our spheres. Very nice. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Looking forward to this conversation. The Emmaus community of Pittsburgh, it serves persons with intellectual disabilities. Here is a great way for you to serve. Stick around for that conversation next here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on the Ride Home, 101.5 Word FM. 101.5 WORD. God bless everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2022? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas. God bless us. God bless us. Sign up to win now at wordfm.com. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. It's a fact that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels available for their product anymore. And because of that, they are passing their extra savings directly to you. 
you can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for the classic standard MyPillow. Regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with a promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, only $24.98 with a promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with a promo code. MyPillow is not just pillows. They also have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling right now, 800-391-0954 for the best deal on MyPillow. You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. People want to be free, don't they? People want to live in their own homes, sit in their own kitchen, hang out just like everybody else does. I think that, you know, that's the common thing, what it is to be a free person here in this world. There's something about creature comforts of living in a community. So what about people with developmental disabilities? You know, in the old days, people were sort of shuttered away into homes and institutions. Well, a lot has changed since then, and I would say for the better in many, many ways. The Emmaus community of Pittsburgh is a community that serves persons with intellectual disabilities and promotes public awareness of their needs, based right here in the city of Pittsburgh. And joining us right now is Karen Jacobson, who is the CEO of Emmaus. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much. It's nice to be here. Yes, our pleasure. We're happy to have you. Um, What I love about Emmaus um, from reading about it, Karen, is the idea of people with disabilities living alongside people um, without disabilities and just recognizing that we're just we're living this we're living lives together as opposed to just shuttling people off in one area and then we're in another area and those people are in that area. Um, So, Karen, talk about that philosophy. Well, that's exactly right. So, you know, the name Emmaus takes its name from scripture, right? It's the New Testament story where uh, after the resurrection, Jesus is walking down the road toward Emmaus and um, he joins two disciples. They don't recognize him. So they're talking about the loss and the, you know, the devastation of the previous few days. Uh, And he continues the journey. He starts to recount the scriptures at the end of that journey. Um, The disciples invite Jesus to sit with them, um, and it's not until they break bread together that their eyes were opened and they recognize him in the breaking of the bread. Well, it's in that breaking of bread uh, that our founders, um, you know, really built the community where people with and without disabilities break bread together, literally, um, at family-style meals. Um, But more importantly, it's in that sharing of life. It's, It's the journey. It's the journey. It's walking that road together. And um, 
whether we say in the breaking of the bread, we recognize Jesus in the other, or we say we're recognizing the beauty and the dignity. Uh, the idea is that we are, you know, people on a journey with and without disabilities, sharing our lives together. And in doing so, everybody's life is enriched. Mm -hmm. So share with us, what's the model look like that Emmaus presents? I mean, the, the people that you serve, I would say you, you call them clients most likely, right? They're men and women who are in homes. How does this work? Right. So we, they're bit, as you mentioned, back in the day, and some of the state centers, uh, they used to be called state hospitals, the institutions, the very large congregate care facilities, some are still open. Really? Uh, the numbers of people living there are, are greatly diminished, and, and our Commonwealth is trying very hard to close them. Uh, but for a long time, for, for decades now, we've had a community-based system where there are single-family homes where two, three, sometimes four individuals live together with either around-the-clock care or as many hours of care as they need. And it's a whole system uh, of providers. There are many nonprofit providers that provide this type of care. Um, Emmaus was founded in 1989, like a lot of um, organizations that have advocated for people with disabilities. We were founded by parents who raised four children and their youngest daughter um, has a developmental disability. And so they you know, reached a point when she was growing up of asking that ultimate question parents ask, what happens to our daughter when we're no longer here? Right. What happens when we can no longer provide the care? Where does she belong? Who provides the support? Uh, so they gathered people together uh, in a church uh, basement, started talking about the need, um, you know, and, and group homes is an old term. We call them, we just call them homes, <laughs> family style homes. They can be called community living arrangements. But if you drove down a street uh, in any of the neighborhoods in which Emmaus has a house, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was the quote group home I see. Uh, or the home that you know where we're. So we we really are trying to provide an everyday life for people. It's it is family style living. Fabulous. So it, it must run the gamut then that uh, the the men and women who you serve they run the gamut of intellectual disabilities. I mean, some hold jobs, right? I mean, some are just just regular you know living a life. Others are less so inclined. But you need people to be part of that to sort of oversee just the day-to-day -to, -day to make sure that everybody's okay. That's right. There are many levels of abilities and uh, some, some need more help than others, um, but we, are, we develop programs that are very individualized. So we meet people where they are when they come to us. And of course, there are formal assessments that we, that we follow, but we really try and tap into people's strengths. Um, you know, and, and help them to work on goals, whether that's meal planning or becoming self-medicating or finding that job or keeping that job. Um, and you're right, we do have some people who are competitively employed. Uh, we have some people who are retired. Our, our residents range in age from their early 20s to, um, to 80 years old. Wow. Uh, so we, uh, you know, some people still have family that are um, quite involved in their lives. And so it's really the best of both worlds because our folks have seen their siblings move out and move on. Now they have a home of their own. Um, some have lost their parents and their siblings. And so re we really do become, you know, family for them. And we have committed to the people that come to Emmaus to, you know, walk the journey of life until they take their last breath. I see. So the the, the people who live in the homes, uh, obviously, the, you know, they're spending time together with their caregivers. But then are, are there gatherings for the greater Emmaus community where people get together, you know, the, you know, the 50 or 60 people at one time, you do social outings and things like that? 
We certainly do know it's been a long time because of COVID. Of course. Uh, in fact, I, I just made the call the other day that it, once again, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we won't be gathering. I feel like we've come this far and we're going to get to the other side. We have not lost anybody to COVID uh, at Emmaus. And that I have to tip my hat to our direct support professionals uh, for the tremendous um, dedication uh, to the mitigation strategies, you know, that they have, uh, that they have worked on and lived through and practiced. But yes, we, um, we're more than a collection of individual homes. So we do uh, come together as a community, we, we uh, take our people on vacation once a year, a group community vacation, we have uh, dinners, large gatherings, celebrations, picnics. So um, yeah, we we're all about relationships. At the end of the day, it's all about relationships and belonging to something that's that's bigger than uh, just living in a house in a community. Fabulous. Karen Jacobson is with us. She's the CEO of Emmaus Community of Pittsburgh. Uh, time's almost up, Karen. I want to ask you what you think that people are missing if they don't um, regularly, you know, interact with people who have different levels of ability. Uh, I would say joy and the fullness of humanity or two mm, things. That's good. And, and, you know, too many people tell me we are, we are really, I hate to use the word desperate, but we are in great, great need for more people to choose to work in this field as direct support professionals. And a lot of people say, I could never do that. I could never work with people with disabilities. Um, and I invite people to come and give it a try because um, many, many staff over and over tell me they were surprised by the joy, surprised by the depth of the relationships, um, and really surprised by the, the people that they're supporting their abilities, and then also surprised at the gifts in themselves that are sometimes untapped Fabulous. until they give this a try. Okay, so they're, they're called direct support professionals. Now, I, I learned of Emmaus. Now, I'm surprised that I did not know about Emmaus before. Our mutual friend, Carrie, Carrie spent his entire yeah. career working as a lawyer. And I, I'm walking That's my right. dog in the neighborhood. I see Carrie, and he's like, hey, I'm retired. My wife got tired of me hanging around the house during the pandemic. She said, you got to get out of there. So he said he's watching a Penguins game, and he saw an ad for Emmaus and he thought that's exactly what I need to be I need to be out giving of my service he's still a very young man and very adept obviously so now there's Carrie and he's working with two young men in a home and he's their primary right. care provider that's a that's a great example of somebody who found a second career yeah. an unexpected career uh, so um, so yeah we we need uh, we need all kinds of people uh, to come and just enter into relationship. It's a lot of responsibility. I always tell my staff, we make it look easy. Um, it's a big, big responsibility, but it uh, it does bring joy to our the individuals that we're supporting. Uh, and, and the staff are, we're all on a personal journey. Fabulous. Okay, so this is the audience. I mean, you're talking to a Christian audience. If you want to give the best, be Christ-like in a broken world, be the light of Jesus to people who need help. Karen, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way? Well, they could visit our website, which which is uh, Emmaus, E-M-M-A-U-S-P-G-H, like short for Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. .org. And we do have um, all kinds of ways to participate besides applying for a job. Uh, or they could email Shauna Casey, who works in our HR department, S-Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, 
at EmmausPGH.org. Very nice. Sounds good. Well, congratulations. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that sure you're is. doing here. You just need a little extra help here, especially in the midst of the pandemic. People are stuck in whatever, that whole thing, because it, like Cass says, it ruins everything. COVID ruins everything. So if everything. you're so inclined, <laughs> be part of Emmaus community, and uh, it's so easy to find the website. But Karen, thank you, and uh, keep up the great work. God bless you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about Emmaus. Mm-hmm. Oh, the pleasure's been Take ours. Care. Truly it has. Be of help. Emmaus Community of Pittsburgh, a community that serves persons with intellectual disabilities and promotes public awareness of their needs. Emmaus. Look it up. Be part of that. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct Placement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We do value the time that you spend at our office, and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays. But we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. For the ones who get going. When the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign of COVID and the flu, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and are not reliable. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. I can't believe you found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. Periods of sunshine and clouds for this afternoon. Rather warm with a high 69. Tonight, mostly cloudy with some brief evening showers, followed by more rain late with a low 46. 
Some sunshine for tomorrow, followed by thickening clouds. Cooler with a high of 56. And Saturday, some showers and snow with a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Solar sidewalk lights. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You buy them at the big box store. It seems fine because you don't have to call an electrician and, you know, hook up a whole thing. You're conserving power. You're using the sunlight that God's given us. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. You just pound the, you know, pointy at the bottom. You just pound them in next to your sidewalk. Yep. And you're good to go. You think this Mm. is the answer to all of my landscape lighting needs. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, John? I bought those solar lights. And the uh, first time it snowed, Mm -hmm. I shoveled a few of them. Okay. Up in the sky. Stuck my shovel in (laughs) and they went flying. And I was like, there goes the solar power. (laughs) So they didn't make a whole lot of sense for me. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really work that well. Mm -hmm. Um, They were kind of Meh. I love the idea. I get those steps, you know, that can be dangerous, but I'm not going to do it again. So from my perspective as a homeowner with a flight of steps, it doesn't make sense. Do they make sense to you? Not even a little. Whoa. You've had some experience. I bought them too. Dade. I have them at my house right now. How and they work? They look like garbage. <laughs> they're not working? Well, the first thing is that they're square when you pound them in. What do you mean they're square? They're square. You know, they're sitting Yeah, yeah. square. Oh, yeah, sure. And but then? But then, you know, the rain comes, the wind, whatever. You know, you get like three days later, you got some that are like sideways, some that are straight. Some Still, it's light, they though. Look, they look like garbage. But did they as do I their said, job? garbage. They're so meh. I mean, some of them flicker for some reason we haven't been able to figure out. Some are strong. Some are dead. Have you had them long? Yeah. How long? A couple years. Oh, so you haven't shoveled them? No, I haven't shoveled them. All right. Well, but uh, but in, wait. in my mind, John, they don't make sense. All right. I'm glad you bring up the outdoors because mine. Does this make sense? I have a neighbor who is dating his leaf blower. <laughs> that thing is on 7 o'clock in the morning until 7 o'clock at night. I mean, that guy's hugging that thing like it's his last breath. It's loud. And ultimately, I believe that the leaf blowers are ineffective. I would give anything. I'd wrap a gigantic red bow around a rake to give to my neighbor. <laughs> Do leaf blowers make sense to you? No, absolutely not. Because you're just blowing them in. And, and what you're, what you're, the reason that you buy a leaf blower is that you're hoping to blow them into your neighbor's yard. That's really what it comes down to. It seems ineffective to me. It really oh, it's does. effective, all right. It's effective blowing them out of your area responsibility. So loud. somebody else's. Seriously. That doesn't, I hate that sound. Okay, so we're kind of cranky today, it looks like. Neither one of these Solar lights, leaf blowers, nope. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Heaven help me. New music from Zach Williams. Heaven help me. For the good from Riley Clemens. For the good. And Weary Traveler from Jordan St. Cyr. Weary Traveler, you won't be weary long. The 
best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based in loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. With the holidays right around the corner, would a little extra cash come in handy? Instead of loading up those high-interest credit cards, get the cash you need the smart way. With home values at all-time highs and interest rates still low, Cash Call Mortgage can help you get the cash you need from your home's equity and get a low interest rate at the same time. How does a cash-out refinance mortgage and a rate and APR in the twos sound? We'll even cover the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Need extra holiday cash? Want to pay off high-interest debt? Or just put money away for a rainy day? Then a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage is the perfect solution. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. As the world changes in an era of crisis, families throughout America are experiencing instability, fear, and great loss. While many are searching for answers in places of desperation, the position and mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to leave the buildings and saturate the streets with redemptive hope and the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting as one to reach every home with the love of the gospel. At SaturateUSA.org, you and your church can join the movement by adopting a zip code and receiving free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus Film DVDs with free online streaming. Simply mobilize your volunteers, assemble your saturation packs with free materials and your own church's information, and then send out teams to distribute to homes. Let's partner together and see every zip code in America adopted for Christ. Join the movement at SaturateUSA.org. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Pennsylvania high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school. High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Pennsylvania high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. Listen to this, John. American colleges and universities now enroll roughly six women for every four men. Wow. This is according to an article in The Atlantic by Derek Thompson. Um, 
It's the largest female to male gender gap in the history of higher education and getting wider. Really? I'm surprised by that. Stats are stunning. Um, Education experts and historians say, though, that they're not surprised because women in the U.S. have earned more bachelor's degrees than men every year since the mid-80s. Mid-80s. Wow. I mean, that's every year that... Christy's been alive. Holy moly. Women have earned more bachelor's degrees than men. We can't blame it on Christy. No, we can't. I don't think we can. Could try, but I don't think it would work. Christy, what happened? So, now, why this is the case, pardon me, is the subject of uh, polling and kind of data mining. And so the, the Pew, the Pew uh, Research uh, Center has looked into this, what's behind the growing gap between men and women in college completion. And um, there are a lot of things. It's, it's, a, it's a long article that Pew put out. But I would say to me, the bottom line of it is that um, when it comes to why aren't you going to college, if yep. you ask men and women, women say, because I don't have enough money. Couldn't afford it. Men say, I don't want to. Really? What does that mean? Well, interestingly enough, I'm kind of comparing these two articles. In The Atlantic, um, the writer talks about how if you think about your school background, going back to first grade, kindergarten, Mm -hmm. preschool, whatever, in large part, were the girls in the class better or were the boys in the class better? What do you mean? Smarter? No, better as far as like more interested in learning, better behaved. Back to like you're talking preschool, you elementary. Wait, um, I don't have a definitive okay, answer. Okay, you don't. No. Christy, do you have a definitive answer? Girls were better. Yeah. Girls were more interested in learning. Not not even close. Really? Okay, no, I, I just, I would think back to like junior high. I, I had a junior high teacher who would, this was, would never be allowed today, but every, uh, he would quiz us every week. Every Friday was a quiz. And depending upon how you did on the quiz, that was your seating order. In the class? Yeah. So the people who did worse sat up front by him? No, no. People who sat, who did the best, sat you know, first seat, second oh, so seat. It's like, oh, it's like the symphony. It's like first chair, second chair. Right. So then the people like in the back. And I think I was always in competition with two other guys. So top five, that's what it makes. So top five was always guys. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That that wasn't my experience and wasn't your experience well, no. either. It's not the experience of most Americans who say that when they grew up, for, for the time they began school until they finished it, women or girls, depending on what age we're talking about, were more invested in the education process. Well, now, look, you throw um, gaming on top of that, right? I mean, can you imagine how that's affected that? Or disrupted learning. So you feel like more the more gamers are men than women. Ninety oh, percent. You think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Okay. I bet it's. I bet it's eighty twenty. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. There's not. There's not a lot. No. A lot of not a lot of uh, girls who are gaming. Although I'm sure they're trying to uh, evolve that. They right? are. Yeah. And so in the whole like Twitch gaming world, there's like super famous females really? that mm-hmm. are you know emerging. But, but that's because there are so few of them. Yes. Okay, so those who do rise get the spotlight. Interesting. Right. Well, so then what does that mean? So guys are just disinterested uh, yeah. in higher education? So, yeah, so again, again the, the Pew Research says that for the people who don't go to college, the women say it's because it's too expensive. The men say because I don't want to. Now, going back to the Atlantic article, it says, for much of the 20th century, men without a college education could expect to earn a middle-class salary in fields like manufacturing and mining, Right. 
that's shrinking. Right, that's shrinking. Or almost in the 1970s, the share of the labor force working in these industries declined. Yeah. But men, especially in poor areas where college attainment is low, have struggled to adapt to a 21st century economy where a high school diploma alone is often insufficient. Sure. So, so maybe guys who are growing up now saw how their grandfather worked and what he did, and maybe what their dad how he worked and what he did, but that's not working for men now. No, no. I mean, look, growing up, me, grew up in Swissvale, a lot of guys were like, as soon as they graduated from high school, I mean, as soon as, like the next day, they got a job at the mill, right? Their dad worked at the mill. Their uncle got him a job at the mill. That was a great living for a lot of sure, guys. Right. Then, of course, in the mid-70s, you know, to mid, mid-70s, mid mid-80s, mills closed, a lot of people left Pittsburgh. Of course, we know that great migration story away from industrial um, jobs. And then people had to sort of, what? All of a sudden you're working at... Okay, so that's the question. What? Right, that's the question. So back to the Atlantic article. Sociologist Catherine Eden has written that men without college degrees in today's America have been adrift for decades. They face the simultaneous shocks of lost jobs disintegrating nuclear families, and rising deaths of despair in their communities. Now, but you know, do, no, no, this, I mean, they're, Google, Microsoft, they don't care about a college degree. No, but you have to have aptitude. Right. That's what they care about is aptitude. Yeah. Let me go on with this. As 20th century institutions have crumbled and around them, these men have withdrawn from organized religion. Mm-hmm. Their marriage rates have fallen in lockstep with their church attendance. This is not from a Christian publication. I'm reading from The Atlantic here. Their marriage rates have fallen in lockstep with their church attendance. Far from the ordered progression of the mid-century America, which is marriage, career, house, yard, leaf blower. (laughs) Leaf blower wasn't mentioned in the article. Men without college degrees are more likely to live what they're calling, this this is the official term, quote-unquote, haphazard lives, detached from family, faith, and work. Yeah, I know guys who live that way. Sure. We all do, Chris, uh, Christy. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Right. Haphazard lives. Haphazard lives, and so and so, women are finding themselves more directed. They're the bedrock. They're the they're the bedrock. They're better in school. They value education more, and so they've been able to adapt better to 21st century economy than a lot of men have. So it's interesting when when I look at us here, right now. This is a specialty uh, specialty occupation. Our two bosses, I believe, both those guys. Didn't go to college. Yeah, right. Right? And here we are with college degrees. They're management. We're not. Right. <laughs> but if you fast forward 25 years from now, that's not going to be the case. You're right. not going you're, you're to find people in management and media companies who didn't go to college. No, there's no doubt about that. Right. Because, that, yeah, that's a throwback to the 60s and the 70s. There's sure. no doubt about that. Yeah. Right? I have a friend who um, was – doing stuff online he was doing some uh coding online Mm -hmm. okay now just at like he's he's the kind of guy who can just do stuff like that and so he was just kind of playing around as he was playing around his screen went dark and he thought there was something wrong with his computer and what popped up on his screen was an offer from google what saying a job offer hey we want you call us right now are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. That's creepy. It's super creepy. He was creeped out. His family was creeped out. Everybody involved was creeped out. Did he take the job? He did not take the job, but he did call them. Why didn't he take the job? Uh, for a number of reasons. He kind of wanted to do other things, and he was moving. And, and I'm sure it was a good job. 
Yeah. But based on what he, I mean, listen, if I'm playing around online doing coding, my screen's not going to go dark and Google's not going to contact me. You know what I mean? I don't have, so he has a very unique skill set. Right. So he's pretty confident that he can get but a job. that's somewhere. creepy. Look, Isn't it? Yeah. So what, they're tapping yeah. into your yeah. flow, yep. seeing what you're doing, yes. seeing your exactly. intellectual capabilities yep. and your creativity, and then they're reaching out? They're trying to scoop the best off the top. That is really wild. Okay, well, I, I would say from what you're telling me is all bets are off, right? That if a, a traditional, and again, I, I think probably in some ways, you know, uh, you, you look at four-year colleges, whether it's Carnegie Mellon, you know, at the high tier or community college, look at how colleges are suffering, have suffered because of the pandemic and the continued growth of colleges, what it costs for a college degree nowadays, the massive student debt that affects millions and millions of people across this country. So that's less desirable for a lot of people. Well, listen, what you just said, I should have said out of the gate, the cost of college, uh, that education is so profoundly ridiculous that you're trying to ascertain how long could it possibly take me to pay off this loan? There was a there was a like an expose uh, written in. Mm, I'm not going to remember the publication now about how uh, Columbia University and NYU recruit students. Yeah. Okay. The tuition levels at both of those universities are so sky high. Sure they are. They're absolutely sky high. But especially when it comes to NYU, yeah, they have you know, a huge film department. It's the best film department in the United States, yeah. right? But the number of students they have who are in the film department do not match the number of jobs that are available in the film industry that pay more than $30,000 a really? year. Really? So they're paying, what, eighty, ninety thousand a year for tuition. Year. Right. A lot of them are, of course, having to finance not just their tuition, but also living in board. New York. Sure. Oh, can you imagine that? No. So they're ending up with $300,000 loans when they graduate, going to migrate to either New York or Hollywood, looking for work in the film industry, and finding that they're getting job offers for 32000 a year. Ouch. And that is, doom- is financially dooming them for the rest of their working career. Like, there's no way they're going to get out of that. So then they're working for Amazon. Or they're going to work at Rite Aid or whatever they're doing, but they're not working in the film industry. So why did – anyway, so that's just one example in a very small niche field of how college costs have completely, completely overrun reality when it comes to how you're going to work when you're done. But at the same time, you know, you've got a kid, right, an intelligent daughter or son. You want them – most people, I think, would say, go to – especially if they don't have any skill set, right? What are you thinking about doing? But if college costs are what they are, would you say if your kid is not is not interested in college, go to college? I don't know if I'd say that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, right, right, right. Listen, why, why take on all that debt if you don't know what you're doing? You know how many people want to hire plumbers? Yeah. Or carpenters? But how many kids or, want to be plumbers or carpenters? Well, I don't know. But if they don't want to go to college, maybe they do. Well, okay. So we know somebody who, same thing, graduated from high school, didn't want to go to college, uh, went to school for HVAC, mm-hmm. right? Did that for a couple of years, saw all of his buddies go to college and move beyond and was like, I'm, I've already done this for a couple of years. I'm kind of bored. He joined the Navy. Okay. 
It's just looking for another right. way to, you know, for an adventure and excitement, right. which I think a lot of kids are being sold I, to go to college. Yeah, well, I think that's a fine idea. And think, while while his friends were racking up student debt, yeah. he was making money, probably good money for four, three or four years in HVAC, and now he's going to go do something else. Okay, so then how will colleges adapt, or can they adapt? I don't because know. now, because of the pandemic, everyone's doing Zoom college. Look, I mean, the church that I go to is next door to a freshman dorm that looks like, you know, the a plaza. Palace. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, big money. And so universities continue to build, build, build. Every time I'm in, and I'm in Oakland every Sunday, I mean, Carnegie Mellon continues to build. It's massive. Pitt continues to build. You just, I mean, they own every square inch of Oakland. Where I remember Oakland, you know, back in the day, right. it was a blue collar neighborhood. Right. Now it's overrun by the universities. Right. And, w- and when I went to Pitt, I was, that I was fortunate to go tuition free because my mom was an employee. But I'm pretty sure tuition, when I went to Pitt, I graduated in 91. I'm pretty sure tuition was about $9,000 a year. Okay. I and pay- now it's about 29000 yeah. I paid every nickel of my college education, every nickel. My college, I think, was 4400 a year. And now it's 29000 oh, I mean, What do easily. you think Point Park is now? It's got to be close to that. I bet it's more than that. Who would... So you went to Point Park. I went to Pitt. Yeah. No no way could we. I mean, think how long it would be. It would have taken us to pay off our student loans <laughs> if we would have taken them out at 29000 a year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Especially me, you know, <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> I was a waiter. <laughs> hey, all right, that was worth it. But you bartended Elizabeth Taylor's birthday well, I party. I had a lot of adventures. I, you know, I don't regret that at all. I don't regret anything about where I've been career-wise or education-wise. Right. It's all worked out just fine. Right. But, but it's I, been a weird journey. Yeah, and the heart of it, I think, going back, just slooping back around, being detached from family, faith, and work isn't good for anybody. Being detached from family, faith, and work. So what was the group of people? What are they called? You, you get them Haphazard. Na- They're living haphazard lives, uh, quote-unquote. Yeah, that's the danger. That's the sadness of it all. Yeah. Coming up next, um, a musical star, hero. I want to go. Classic. I want to go. Coming to Pittsburgh in August. I just got a, re- a request. Do you want to go? Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. We started Legacy Box so that family memories would be safe and could always be enjoyed together. And this year, we're offering you early access to our incredible Black Friday sale so you can finally digitize your home movies and photos. One million families and counting have trusted Legacy Box to convert their aging media because Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your videotapes, film reels, and photos aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. And with the holidays approaching, don't wait. Simply fill your legacy box and we'll take care of the rest. This is the first time we've offered Black Friday savings this early. And it's the most meaningful thing you can do this holiday season. It's time to relive your most important memories and take advantage of Legacy Box's best sale of the year. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get early access to our Black Friday sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for an irresistible deal. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. 
If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. So you think about uh, the demise of pop stardom. Right? I mean, there are a few big pop stars like there used to be. One of them, though, that transcends pop stardom is Billy Joel. And he is headed to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. August 11th at PNC Park. Being able to see Billy Joel in a venue that small would be great. What do you mean that small? It's well, PNC Park. Well, but it's not. I saw him at the Civic Arena. Yeah. I, I'm not sure one's better than the other. Oh, I think PNC Park would be infinitely better. I'm not. I don't think that's You're true. You're outside. It's the summer. It's Pittsburgh. I it's, guess. I mean, yeah, I think I it'd be, be a nice fabulous. Yeah, that would be a nice venue. You I mean, what? I don't know what the sound would be like. That's the problem, right? Yeah, it's like, I don't, it's I don't like know. The Beatles at Chase yeah, Stadium. I, yeah, I don't know about that. But it sure would make, unless it's torrentially raining, in which case it would be a really wretched. Or night. it's 108. Yeah, but it'll be nighttime still. So even if it's, it's 108, August. it'll be 80. And, and there's mosquitoes. I'm just well, saying. Cry me a river. I'm just saying all, all these things you've got to take into consideration. <laughs> Forget it. I'd okay? love to go. I'd love to go too. I, I would. Absolutely Can you imagine love the to boats go. outside PNC Park? I know. The, Wouldn't the, that the be rivers wonderful? Clogged. People are going to buy boats Heck just yeah. for that night. Yeah, that'd be really great. Tickets go on sale when? Uh, tickets go on sale next Friday, okay. week from tomorrow. Have you seen Billy Joel? Uh, yes, I saw the. I think it was the Pressure Tour. Okay. Uh, Eighty-four. Very nice. I saw him, 1977 at the Civic Arena. It was like Piano Man. Wow. Christy, any- Are you a fan? Not really. No, no, no interest okay. at all. Not really, no. That's a, is it a boomer thing? Um, well, I'm not a boomer. Well, you're not. Huh. You're not a, I'm a I'm boomer. I'm not a boomer. I'm yeah. a boomer. Boomer. Okay, speaking of Billy Joel, um, this is kind of funny. I have some celebrity birthdays. Oh, okay. For all today. Right. Um, Demi Moore, who I believe was married to him. Was she married? No, to she's Billy married Joel. to Bruce Willis. No, she was married to Bruce yeah. Willis. Sorry. Uh, Demi Moore. Demi. Well, Demi. Used to be Demi, but it's Demi. Demi. Um, <laughs> I, don't have a whole, I don't have a connection there, Demi Moore, obviously. <laughs> Demi uh, Moore, are you asking me how old she is? Today's her birthday? That's what it is. It's, that's the game we play, John. <laughs> uh, she's been around a while. She was married to Bruce Willis, you said? Yeah. Uh, 50, 55. 59. 59? Yeah. All right. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. 
I love Leonardo DiCaprio. So do I. Seriously. You know what I just saw him in recently? Hmm. Did you see him in Gatsby? Oh, yeah. Wasn't he great? He was great. Wasn't that a beautiful yeah, production I of it? I think so, too. I thought it was great. It got panned. I don't understand why. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'd watch him. He's one of those guys, you know, if I see him, like, on, oh, I want to watch him right away. Yeah. I think right. he's excellent. What's the one where he, like, he, you know. Uh, he Howard pro- Hughes, aviator. No, where he's like, say anything. No, no. Um, oh, where he's like the Catch airplane. Catch me if you can. That's a great, oh my isn't that gosh. a fun movie? Have you seen that, Christy? Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, gosh. What a but you know, film. the thing about Leonardo, I mean, look, who's eating Gilbert Grape, which was the first time I think he was, you know, on screen. He was like 10 or 12 right. or something like that. He's been around forever. So you could say, oh, Leonardo, I bet he's, I bet he's 50, but I don't think he's 50 yet. Um, my guess is Leonardo's probably 40, 40, late, 46. 47. Hey, not bad. Anyway. Still happy, admirable, yeah, John. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. All right. I almost so, married off Demi Moore to Billy Joel. That's a, How about that? I wonder if they've considered that sort of you thing. You had to be a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> the Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.